When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody uneducated economist here. So many times I have heard people say that the Federal Reserve is stuck, like stuck between a rock and a hard spot, and that they are essentially gone into the equivalent of a roach motel, where they will never be able to back away from the quantitative easing programs because the interest rates would rise to an unsustainable level and the government wouldn't be able to afford it and mortgages would skyrocket and nobody would be able to buy a house. This was the common theme that I heard when the Federal Reserve fired up their quantitative easing program. Like, they would never be able to back away from it. And when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense when you think like the Federal Reserve was printing up money and buying into these bonds, whether it was mortgage-backed securities or treasury bonds coming from the United States government, the Federal Reserve printing up money and buying a an intense amount of this stuff, I mean lots and lots of it, pretty much made the markets believe that the Federal Reserve was going to be a buyer forever. And now this gives a lot of confidence to the market. Like if you are a buyer of mortgage-backed securities or bonds, and you know that the Federal Reserve is gonna be playing the game, then you can buy those bonds with pretty much a safe assurance that the Federal Reserve is going to be buying them coming into the future. So that there's no way that you could lose. Like, you definitely know there's a buyer coming. But the moment that the Federal Reserve says, okay, well, I'm not gonna play the game anymore. We're gonna back away. We're not gonna be a purchaser of mortgage-backed securities or treasury bonds anymore. Now the market gets really scared. They're thinking, well, with all these mortgages and treasury bonds out there, how is it that the Federal Reserve is not gonna be a buyer? The interest rates would rise. I mean, the prices would drop and the interest rates would rise. It just makes intuitive sense to think about it that way. But it was something that I had thought about and I have brought up on this channel a couple of times that it may not be just so simple as that, that the Federal Reserve backs away from the quantitative easing programs. Now, all of a sudden, here's all these treasury bonds on the market that the Federal Reserve is not buying. And there's not enough investors out there to make up for the fact that the Federal Reserve is no longer a purchaser of these bonds or even worse is selling them. Now you have a flood of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities out there that the investors aren't going to be able to mop up, and therefore the price is going to drop and the interest rates rise. I mean, this is really what a lot of people are thinking. But what happened when the Federal Reserve started going into their quantitative tightening, or at least they're no longer expanding their balance sheet, but instead actually shrinking the balance sheet? Now, this is where it becomes really tricky because what ends up happening, at least with the mortgage part of things, is that there's less mortgage refinancing taking place. And so if you have less people refinancing their mortgages going from, you know, a higher interest rate to a lower interest rate, I mean, why would you take a lower interest rate and move into a higher one? Nobody would do that, right? So there's less refinancing taking place as the interest rates begin to rise. 
Well, if there's less refinancing taking place and there's less homes being purchased, that's less mortgage-backed securities coming onto the market. Well, just because the Federal Reserve was a, a buyer, was an investor, essentially, of these mortgage-backed securities, doesn't mean that they were the only ones. So now there is a market out there that does want to buy into mortgage-backed securities, believe it or not, especially when the price drops and the yields rise. Well, that's what we're seeing taking place right now, is that the Federal Reserve has backed off on their mortgage-backed security purchases, the interest rates began to rise, less refinancing and less new home purchases takes, takes place, and then there's less mortgage-backed securities to add to the pool for investors to buy. So it limits how far down they're actually going to drop or the yields rise because of the Federal Reserve and their no longer purchasing of these mortgage-backed securities. So this is kind of the condition that's happened. Well, something very similar has taken place in the U.S. Treasuries, not in the same sense, like a refinancing causing more mortgage-backed securities to become available for purchase, but instead, the government is actually backing away from some of their from some of their spending that they're doing. Now, this is something to think about, because if they're backing away from some of their spending that they're doing, that's less Treasury issuance taking place, very much like less mortgage-backed securities coming onto the market from all the refinancing. So if the United States is backing away from the amount of treasuries they're issuing because they're not spending as much, then there's less treasuries out there on the market for investors to buy. And the government, again, is also raising tax revenue, giving them more reason not to have to issue out all those treasuries. So now this has given the Federal Reserve room to begin to unwind their balance sheet, to allow some of those treasuries to roll off the balance sheet without having to reinvest into new ones. Because a lot of people would say, like if the Federal Reserve wasn't there buying these things, then the treasury prices would begin to fall and the yields would begin to rise. But if the Federal Reserve is backing away from it, at the same time there's less issuance taking place, then the yields may not rise as dramatically as people are thinking, or the prices fall as there are investors out there who do want to buy treasuries, especially when the treasury yields begin to rise, it doesn't take very much for the risk to then become a reward for those who are investing into those fixed, fixed uh, assets, those fixed incomes like U.S. treasuries or corporate bonds. So as you see these yields begin to rise, a lot of people will say, oh man, the government's never going to be able to afford this. Well, that may not necessarily be the case. The government could possibly afford it with higher tax revenue and less spending, which although seems very like unlikely considering the past history coming from the government, but it doesn't mean that it can continue. Like it's taken place now and it may happen to be that same condition going into the future. Now, is it a guarantee? No. Can circumstances change, you know, pretty much overnight? Yeah, they can. But as far as I can tell right now, the issuance coming from the Treasury is diminishing. The amount of spending that's coming out of the government is also dropping. The tax revenues are rising. And the Federal Reserve is going to have room to be able to unwind their balance sheet without causing the yields to just go through the moon. That's going to be a very tricky tightrope of a walk that they're going to have to do but it appears to be taking place and you can just tell from around the world that there is no shortage of demand for the dollar 
Like the only place that there seems to be no demand for dollars or at least the hatred for the dollar that exists to a level like it does is just here in the United States. I mean, we're the only people who seem to think that the dollar is worthless. Everybody else around the world knows better than that. I mean, just look at the dollar index. It is now like 108, 109 or something like that. I mean, it's the highest it's been in almost 20 years. I mean, that's something to think about. It's not by accident that this has taken place. You're going to find that there is going to be a liquidity issue coming into the future where people are gonna to wanna to pay their debts off and they're just simply not gonna be able to find the cash to do it. And the demand for cash is going to skyrocket. It's gonna happen, it's happening now. The more the Federal Reserve tightens up their, their balance sheet, tightens up the quantitative easing, like, you know, goes in reverse on the quantitative easing, goes into quantitative tightening, where they're actually bringing that money back in, right? That's like dollars coming back to the Federal Reserve and be, being destroyed. That's what quantitative tightening is. And that's the position that they're moving towards. Give it a year from now, and you're going to see some major pain ripping through the economy. I mean, it's time to get into cash. Cash is the position to be in. I mean, I've been saying it for a couple of years, and I have never thought more strongly about it than I do now. All right. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.